by br bringing a more tailored underwriting approach to the table and being innovative, we're actually able to get lower rates for the customers because we understand the risk better. Like companies that have been in this business for a long time are just kind of doing broad brush rating and not tailoring it to the individual risk. By doing that, we can give more tailored premiums to the customer. So I'm excited today to be here with Max McClure. He is the SVP of underwriting and reinsurance for Steadily. Welcome, Max. Thank you for having me, Josh. Happy to uh, have a chat with you today and talk about the, the great world of insurance. Maybe, maybe let's just start quickly with a, with, with a quick overview of, of Steadily for people who may not be familiar. Of course. So Steadily is a landlord rental property focused insure tech. So we don't venture out into any other lines of business like auto or homeowners. We focus specifically on landlords in the U.S. We feel like it's a very underserved niche. It's been overlooked by all of the big box carriers because it's probably you know num product number 50 out of 100 that they manage. But when you actually dive into that line of business, there are a lot of sub subcategories and a lot of a lot of opportunity to build products that are better than what's out there today. So Steadily is basically a tech forward solution to in investors to have rental properties. Was this a business where one of the founders or, or, or someone knew a bit about this particular market and thought there was an opportunity to go after it? Or was this something where someone had maybe some, some tech or some underwriting methodologies that they thought uh, they could develop? And then once they did that, recognizes this is a market where they could apply those? Great question. So all three of our founders and co-founders were landlords prior to starting Steadily. Each of them had their own distinct way that they were involved with landlord insurance before starting the company. So everybody kind of had their, their toes in the water a little bit. I think what was the real genesis of Steadily was when Darren, so our CEO, when he, he sold his last company to Indeed.com, with that, with the proceeds from his sale, he invested in a bunch of rental properties nationwide and was shocked with how behind our this niche was relative to auto and home and felt like we could be, we could build something that would be the progressive insurance of the rental property space. Is technology possibly making you more effective in in this role than, than you were able to be in some of your prior roles in, in some way? Absolutely, yes, it is like the, Something that would have taken me, an, uh, an organization that's on like an archaic older system, maybe it takes three years to do something. Here we can do it in six weeks. If it's urgent, we can get it done in two. But the responsiveness is is way different in an insure tech and the capabilities. Like when we, I'm trying to think of a good example that would help you understand. Like if when you think of like a, a problem, like let's talk about aggregation management since we're in property. Think about the, like how do legacy platforms understand their concentrations of risk? Like, let's just say we've got, you know, 20 apartment buildings in the same like block of a city. Like the way that a traditional insurance company evaluates that risk is typically very reactive, post-bind. We, I'm not going to give away our secret sauce necessarily, but to do, to put tools in place to manage that before that exposure hits the books are incredible. And that kind of tooling is one example of what we've been able to do that is a huge differentiator, not from like necessarily a customer perspective. Yes, we have that too, but from a true underwriting excellence, operational excellence perspective, the, the tech is a differentiator for sure. 
And so what are the biggest issues in landlord insurance these days for those who may not know this market so well? It's, it's super slow and clunky. So if you look at kind of the incumbents in the market, they're typically using products and systems from the 1990s. Maybe they put some like bells and whistles on it, but the tech is really old. You know, you can come to steadily and get a quote all the way to bind in like, I don't know, like a minute or two. If you have a 10, 20 location account that you want to write, you can do that with steadily in 10 minutes versus a traditional carrier that can take you an hour, maybe two hours. Maybe you have to actually email everything into the underwriter to quote it themselves. And maybe it takes a week to get it back. And so that those are huge pain, pain points for, you know, we're leaving for the customer as far as like how much time and effort they're having to put into it from a profitability perspective. You know, if you're, if you're an actuary, or if you're the head of underwriting at, let's just use, let's find a new company to use like a Safeco or something. You've got, you know, 50 product lines you're trying to manage. So saying that, how can we be more profitable at landlord insurance is, you know, probably not going to be top of mind. Of course, it's all we care about here. And so, you know, we, by, by focusing, by, by bringing a more tailored underwriting approach to the table and being innovative, we're actually able to get lower rates for the customers because we understand the risk better. Like, Companies that have been in this business for a long time are just kind of doing broad brush rating and not tailoring it to the individual risk. By doing that, we can give more tailored premiums to the customer. You know, traditional actuarial science is based on looking backwards. And now you've got, you know, machine learning technology and other things that are doing predictive analytics. So when you've got a company like this, that's starting from scratch two and a half years ago, and you don't have 10 years of data, 20 years of data, 30 years of data, whatever it is in your role. What are the implications of that in terms of how you how you build this out and approach your underwriting? You know, one of the maybe perhaps the the biggest downside of insurance and also the biggest upside is how regulated the insurance industry is. Because there's so much filed data for so many carriers, like you can get, it may not be exactly what you want. You may need more details or one more details, but you have, there's enough information out there. There's tons of information out there where you can make good judgments on what you're doing and if you're doing it correctly and profitably. So we do that, we leverage industry-wide data all the time. And then you have to extrapolate conclusions or maybe like half-baked conclusion based on the data that you do have. Like you have, we do have data, it's just not seasoned data. And you can kind of use your, you know, use your experience and your judgment. And you know, everybody has steadily done this before. So you can compare that to prior experiences and, and make decent, conclusions or hypotheses about your data. What are your biggest concerns um, in, in, in terms of your ability to execute on that or possible, possible risks to keeping forward moving in the pace you describe? In the two plus years I've been as steadily, we've probably gone through three or four iterations of the company, whether it's like employee size, the amount of business we're writing, probably a combination of all of these things. And we're going through another one of those phase changes now where we're turning into like you know, somewhat of a, a large company. And so the processes, the systems, all of the things that we've relied on over the last year and a half, all are having to be adapted now to accommodate the trajectory that we're on. And so executing on that reorg is critical to making sure that we can, we can accommodate the growth that we're doing while maintaining the level of service we expect while maintaining the profitability while providing a customer experience that is non-negotiable from our perspective. 
when you're working for a startup, it's very much like a pick up the trash attitude. You got to do what you got to do to get the, to get the job done. I know you're on the underwriting side, not the distribution side, but is there, is there anything you would want to speak to on the distribution side that is either unique about the Deadly strategy or just maybe not unique, but, but, but again, on the execution side, you feel like you, you is an organization you've done really well. You're right that I'm not, you know, directly involved in the distribution channel, but yes, I'm very familiar with all the, you know, all the hurdles we've gone through, how we have kind of developed this model of excellence. I think on the distribution side, we're at a point now where our value proposition is so strong and the customer desire and need for our product is there. And we're at a point now where our product is good enough. Our brand is starting to pick up traction to where the business is just kind of falling on our lap, to be honest with you. Like, you know, agents, so big independent agents, that's the channel a lot of people are going to be familiar with. Like the, it's such a novel concept to have a rental property landlord only market. You know, typically they've gone to their, you know, whatever their big box carriers that have every product under the sun and they use their landlord product, which is probably old. It's probably not very good. It's probably slow, but they've used it because they're already quoting other lines of business with that company to have a landlord specific company where the experience, the product, everything is significantly better. It sells itself, to be honest. You know, where do you see the future of underwriting um, with technology and, 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 the human element? I think that the future of underwriting is going to be much more about vendor vendor selection and management and integrating those various vendors together to build models that lead to profitability. So there, you know, you can, if you're a non-insurance person, you can be really, you can be really blown away with some of the technology that's out there, whether it's like an aerial imagery provider or it's the wildfire risk assessment, but all of these models have flaws. Every single one of them has flaws, not small flaws. They all have significant flaws. So if you don't understand the underlying business, you're not going to know what those flaws are. And if you're, re and if you're relying on that vendor to create profitability and they've got gaps in their model, then that's an issue. So having the know-how, so I'll just get a little bit of background on me. So I spent, you know, several years in claims. I've been underwriting for a while as well. So having that like experience of saying, I know what conditions actually lead to claims. And on the underwriting side, seeing so many different risks and what ultimately led to a claim through that venue, it helps when you go and evaluate these vendors to say, okay, well, so if we're looking at a wildfire vendor and there's a, a group of homes that you know is high wildfire risk, but the, but the vendor is saying it's okay. And I've, in a, with a similar experience years before, seen a similar community catch fire due to a you know, wildfire there's a flaw in the model and I'm able to bring that experience to the table and question it and figure out if maybe we need more than one wildfire model that we're looking at to right. help us offset the model risk here when they're incorrect. Anything else you would like to share, whether it's something about steadily or some other prediction about the industry or something you think people should keep an eye out for? I guess I'll just end with a word of advice for anybody who's thinking about making the jump. You know, it is a totally different world. You really have to look internally and say, is this the right fit for me? Some people are like all in, want to join. Other people are skeptical. I've had candidates who have accepted the position and then had second thoughts about it and pulled out, which is fine because it's not a fit for everybody. But really having that conversation with yourself, maybe you're sitting in a seat in a traditional insurance company and you're bored and you're, you need, you want to change a pace. I totally encourage people to jump to the insure tech side because it's way more fun. It's, it's, it's exciting every day. The challenges are huge. 
the workload is huge. So it is a totally different, you know, work-life balance at an insure tech, but for the right people, it's a great opportunity. So Max McClure, SVP underwriting and reinsurance at Steadily. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks, Josh. Really enjoyed it.